Imagine you had the superpower of being able to just like sleep on command. <laughs> like you know, like you would never have to like go That's to bed. The lamest superpower. No, 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 The business boys, the business boys. Everybody loves the business boys. Business boys, the business boys. Hanging out with the business boys. We are back. The business boys are back for another episode. Uh, we hope you're doing well wherever you are. I am one of your hosts, Spencer Air. With me, as always, is my co-host, Jimmy Melos, with a glorious uh, umbrella drink. Jimmy, how's it going, man? What's up, everyone? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, delicious drink a day. I'm going to go right into it because it's fantastic. I just I was in the mood. I went with uh, tequila, some tonic, some spruits of fresh lime, some spruits of fresh grapefruit, and uh, a little umbrella on top for the classiness. And it's really, really delicious tequila, obviously, El Jimador, as per usual. And yeah, I'm, I'm really loving this drink. Probably make another one after. And uh, what's nice is uh, grapefruit is known for burning fat. Ooh. So if you're looking to burn some fat, you can always go with some grapefruit. So uh, yeah, being healthy too, I guess. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> a very elegant looking drink, I must say. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put a picture on the old Insta. Oh, yeah. I'm not drinking today. I'm on the black coffee. Uh, you, you know what I realize? I'm getting to that age. Like we're at. If I have one drink, I'm done for the night. Hey, you know, I'm just lounging on the couch like a lazy bum. It makes me snoozy. So I got some stuff to do tonight. I'm jacked up on coffee though. I'm ready to go. Uh, well, jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> Jimmy's ready, ready to go as well. He's got a dope. Would you rather for me that he's gonna hit me with right now? Yeah, well, because the thing is, is we love, like, everyone knows this, the business boys, they love they love beer, right? But, like, I'm sipping this tequila, and it's delicious right now. So I got to ask, this one's a bit of a tougher one. If you could only drink either beer or hard alcohol for the rest of your life, oof, which do you choose? Oh, man, that is a super tough one. As much as I do love beer, I'll say hard alcohol just because... There's so much more selection. You know, you can have scotch, you can have whiskey, you can have gin, you can have tequila. The the unlimited possibilities there. I'm going to have to go with that. But it pains me to say that, my man. I know. I know. Me too, man. I I, I, I thought about it long and hard. I would go with hard alcohol as well. I would choose hard alcohol, but it would be a tough loss. Man. Yeah, <laughs> it would be. But you know what? You get wine in that too. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it would be a tough yeah. one. But uh, yeah, hard alcohol is a choice. Okay. Nice. Yeah. We're on the same page already. It's going to be a great show. Yeah. So uh, before we jump into some pretty exciting topics today, you know, it's been a busy week in the business world. Tons of companies reporting earnings, some good ones, some bad ones, and then Facebook last week. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, yeah, they lost $125 billion in market value in one day. It was a pretty shocking development. Um... I think after what happened with the data privacy scandal, was that in February? Something around there. I think we all expected that their, you know, their ad revenue and growth was going to be slowing a bit, but certainly not as bad as um, they reported last Wednesday. So um, yeah, brutal day for Facebook. Google also got fined $5 billion in Europe, which is like, you know, nickels to me and you because they have so much freaking money. But uh, some pretty big losses last week. Twitter, another big loser, and a few other ones. What's your worst loss story? 
And let's not get uh, too emo with this, you know. We're an upbeat, friendly podcast. Yeah. So I, I, I won't be super emo. I remember uh, my worst lost story. Okay, so for those of you, uh, I guess, listeners who don't know my dad, he can uh, be a bit of a scary dude. Great dude. I love him to death. But uh, I lost. I remember I got a, my first cell phone. It was the chocolate. <laughs> the and chocolate crazer. Was it the crazer? Yeah. 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 <laughs> And, like, my dad's, like, a big, like, you know, don't fucking lose your stuff. And, like, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. It was drilled into me, you know. And I lost my phone. Like, I left it. I was changing in the locker room. And I left it on the bench. And then, like, 15 minutes later, I was like, oh, I left it out. didn't block it. And someone had taken it. And I was so scared. My I went home. I didn't say a word because I didn't know how to, like, approach it. And my mom was like... Hey, like, what's wrong? And I was like, nothing. Why? She's like, you're white as a ghost. Like, are you okay? Like, like, are you sick? Like, what's going on? And I was like, uh, I lost my phone. And she was like, oh my God, dude, like, relax. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. Like, you do not have to deal with Papa. But he was chill because I think my mom told him that I pretty much shit my pants. So she told him to take it easy on me. That was probably like the, like, I mean, without getting into the depressing stuff, I think that like, like, like that's one of the bigger loss, like lost stories of my life. Like I was, that was the scariest I've ever been to be yeah. quite honest. You thought about running away from home for a few seconds there, didn't oh, you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Where is the next train to Florida or whatever? <laughs> yeah. Uh, a similar one. I, I was maybe about nine or 10 years old. I remember we were coming home from vacation in the States and we went to, I might've been a bit younger. Maybe I was about seven. Well, we stopped at McDonald's and uh, I got this sweet action figure in the Happy Meal. It was like already in my top five favorite toys. I was super pumped. <laughs> and we were playing with it outside and I threw it or something. And a seagull dove down and jacked the toy. Like thought it was food or something. And I was just so crushed, distraught. I cried for like an hour. And of course, my parents had a principal wouldn't buy me another one. that's part of life you know you lose things you got to deal with it and uh yeah that that was a tough traumatic day i think my hate for birds maybe started that day i'm not sure it's true eh what uh, toy was it i I think it was a superhero toy but i don't i'm not well versed with superheroes the guy he had like flames all over his body he was a a fireman type thing he's really badass looking and uh yeah i was very emotionally attached in that one hour I had him and uh, I was crushed. That sucks. Big loss. All right. What else? A little, a little fun news. Oh, so Coca-Cola is testing a uh, with Dasani, a Dasani Pure Fill at Georgia Tech. So uh, it's going to eliminate plastic water bottles, but they get their revenue going by having like that. It's filtered water that you can just get from a tap and you can even pay for bubbles and flavors and stuff like that, which is cool. They're going to test it out there, bring it out to some other schools. So if you had, I brought the question in my head, if you had a water fountain in your apartment that like could be like one drink. Right, right. What would come out of it? So uh, I'm immediately remembering in Mr. Deeds when he has a Hawaiian punch fountain, (laughs) which uh, always seemed awesome. Um, I mean, there's a lot of drinks, uh, like like a beer fountain or something like that would be cool. I'd probably just go with Coke. I know it's kind of boring, but I really love Coke. So I would say Coke. Nice. I'm a little biased because I work there, but like, 
It is honestly like 100% what I would have coming out of a fountain is like guru, man. I would just have guru drink. on tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty delicious. Yeah. Other than that, like maybe like if, if I weren't to go with that, I'd go with like a nice like iced like green tea, you know? But like with a little mm. with a little sweetener in there, of course. But like, you know, like that nest You'd get tired of that after a bit though. Oh, Too much tea that. is uh it, it makes my mouth dry. Am I the uh, only one? Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. I feel yeah. Anyways, let's get into the meat and bones. Uh, huge first topic. I'm gonna let you take the lead on it. Um, yeah, tell us about the Unfi buying super value. Unfi UNFI Unfi. United. <laughs> no, no, it's it's UNFI. <laughs> it's uh, United Natural Foods Inc. I believe they bought uh, super value for a nice large amount for the company the size of UNFI, two point nine billion. Uh, super value went up in value by about 30%, I think. And no, more, man. I think it was 65%. 65%. Yeah, it was huge, wow. huge premium. And UNFI, I guess over the course of the few days that it's been out, has maybe dropped like 20% now. Because I know initially it was like about 16 yeah. and then 2 and 2 the last couple of days. Yep. So... Um, I guess kind of interesting to see, you know, them go down by that much value. Maybe people are overvaluing it. I'll let you take that, to, that side of the analysis, but well, um, just jumping quickly. I think yeah, the, yeah. the super high premium kind of scared people, uh, when you're buying something for, uh, over 65% market value and super value does have its fair share of problems, uh, which we'll get into in a second, but I think it was just the. The really high uh, price paid for it. Right. And, you know, right now Whole Foods is like if you're looking at UNFI as a company, Whole Foods is a third of their revenue. So I guess that's that's got to scare you a bit, especially now that Amazon owns them. And Amazon is like pretty much like the distributor right now in the world. So they can do whatever the hell they want. Um, so they're even saying, you know, they might even acquire some other companies. Uh, with Super Value, they added about like 3300 retail stores which is important because as unfi they carry a lot of private brands and stuff like that so it's important for them to get the brands out there they almost ask they act like brokers as well where they represent so many brands and, and by the and way those are those are third-party retail stores correct right like yeah. guru um you know private private brands anywhere from drinks to snacks and crackers to uh, dog food and stuff like that and actually, it's actually want to ask you do they supply um sprouts or perhaps Kroger or do they have their own distribution network? Does I don't know who, if you know that. Who, uh, do, does uh, Super Value or UNFI supply those two stores? Sprouts actually just re-signed their contract um, with Kehi. Oh, okay. Uh, which right is another, on, yeah. which another, and by the way, for those of you who don't know, UNFI is a food service distributor primarily in the natural and organic sector. And so is Kehi. Kehi signed a new contract until um, I think 2025 as well. So um, the big for Kehi is a is a you know competitor to UNFI and yes yeah, so they, they were the top two uh, distributors now wholesale distributors right and another big chain that uh, UNFI works with is uh, Food Lion which is about like a thousand uh, retail stores on the east east coast North Carolina kind of around there kind of area so yeah so they'll distribute there so it's important for them now that they got these extra three thousand stores. To get the product out there, put it in front of people's faces. It's retail at the end of the day. So you need people knowing about the product, especially if you're one of the bigger distributors in the healthy channel. You want to kind of push the market to, to that those trends. So that's uh, super important to know. 
Um, some other sources have pointed uh, CNS, KE Distributors, Spartan Ash might be potential candidates for further mergers and acquisitions for them as well. Um, yeah, Super Value has, has a bunch of stores. They might divest some of that, pay off some debt, but I'll let you go go into that a little bit more as well. Sure, yeah. I think their plan... So um, you can go on their website and listen to a conference call of both companies um, kind of talking about the merger. Their plan is to actually sell off all of Super Value's current retail stores. I think there's there's not too many at 114, if I'm remembering correctly. So actually looking through Super Value's financials, those retail stores actually lose money every year. Uh, it's not a lot of money, but they do lose money. So I'm thinking, you know, they sell off those 114. Maybe you can get around a billion for it. I'm, I'm not sure, um, depending who you sell it to and where they're located. And then that billion or so, give or take, will be used to pay down the debt of the combined company. Um, together, there'll be about, I think, 60 distribu- di- distribution centers across North America, which is pretty significant. And... They're expecting cost synergies of around 175 million by year three. Um, basically, a lot of them coming from uh, supply chain, uh, you know, better SGNA expenses, you know, having a broader customer base, margin improvement, stuff like that. So it's really um, taking the super value business, kind of stripping the retail side, combining the two distribution networks, and trying to become the best wholesale distributor in the states. Um, you know, we've seen even when Amazon acquired Whole Foods, it was for a 30% premium. So with the cons- all the consolidation going on in the grocery industry right now, um, they are going for a high premium. I saw some rumors that maybe Walmart could be shopping for a Sprouts or a Kroger, which would be a massive deal. Um, and we see a lot of kind of uh, tuck-in deals, smaller ones like Amazon or Walmart buying smaller uh, food packaging companies or those pre-mail meal kits, stuff like that. So definitely a very, it is a big merger uh, for UNFI because they're not, you know, this isn't a, a $50 billion company. This is a, a $2 billion company acquiring a, a $1 billion company. But, and they are going to be highly levered as a firm. But I think if they can divest their assets and pull this off and attain the synergies, then it'll it'll the deal will make sense long term. Um, they do have their challenges short term cut up for them. Absolutely, and that's what you're gonna. That's what like I mean. That's the trend that's going on in the industry right now, especially in an industry where it's so much so heavily relied on margins and price points and trying to just push the cost down. Especially, I mean, there's there's a shortage of truck drivers right now. Like they can't even like it's so hard to get the product logistically all over the place. And with such a big success with private label brands which is essentially what UNFI distributes. They don't, you know, once you get big enough as a brand, as a company, you can start distributing yourself, which is way more cost effective because you can do direct shipments. You don't have to pay these large companies. Like UNFI takes a big premium, um, takes a nice nice cut of your into your profits when you sell as opposed to going direct with a, with a retailer. Right. So the and bigger do, you are. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. <laughs> I was just going to say... Yeah, they, they do. Yeah, we're so Canadian, eh? What are you going to talk about? Yeah, so they do um they do have better margins, I noticed, UNFI versus Super Value. And I'm assuming that just comes from the uh, organic foods that they ship. They can charge, charge higher markups and stuff. But well, I it's think... It's also the, the buying power as well. Like, if you're, if you're a brand, 
Like if you're if you're an organic natural brand and you want to work with Whole Foods, if you want to work with with Food Lion or a lot of the other independent retailers, co-ops and stuff like this, like UNFI is how you get there. And they know that. And they also have sales reps, account managers, all sorts of stuff that they have to pay for. And, you know, they can they can squeeze you pretty good. Keep their margins tight. Yeah, I think uh, combined together, we should see around 20 billion annual in sales. That's after the retail segment is uh, divested. And by the way, divested just means sold off, just a fancy finance word. So, (laughs) you know, 20 billion, that's a lot of freaking annual sales, man. And honestly, if, if, if they execute correctly, the UNFI stock price is a complete steal right now. Right. And especially because they don't have to, like, they don't pay for a lot of, like, yes, they have, like I said, they have account managers and stuff, but the, it's the brands that pay for all this stuff that essentially needs to get paid for now because of all these, like, private labels up and coming. There's, like, the, the, the buying power or the power of these retail stores is crazy. It's it's literally like, a, a it's like almost like an Airbnb kind of model where it's like, okay, do you want to be on the shelves at Whole Foods? So that's going to cost you a certain amount of money each year. You know, if you want to be in the cold box, which is essentially like, you know, the refrigerator where if you're a drink, if you're a beverage and you want to be in the fridge, that's going to cost you a nice amount of money each month. It's almost like that kind of rental subscription model where it's like, okay, Whole Foods fridge space is worth this much to your company or else it's not going to get out there. So pay us, you know, a thousand bucks a month and we'll give you two facings of of the product. So Unify doesn't have to pay for that stuff. The private companies do. Um, so the supermarkets have some, some pretty nice power right now, uh, cause they don't have to, you know, deal with like a, just Coca-Cola cause they can say, Oh, well we can get other beverages that are just as good now and stuff like that. And the, the, I can go with this private company or that private company or this small company. So it's, they, they, they're the, the big bosses are the kingpins and they can kind of do what they want, but it's also right. nice cause it leads to more product variation, better quality in products. So that's, uh. You know, it's nice to see, but it's also tough for those uh, those smaller private companies to get to get in the door. Yeah, I can understand that. And I would expect to see more consolidation, more acquisitions going forward. Hoping there's another big one. I always like seeing big mergers. Uh, spoiler alert for later in the episode as we talk about another god dang massive merger or acquisition, I should put. It's true. I guess it's not a spoiler alert because we always put the topics in the title of the <laughs> podcast. That's true. We haven't talked about it yet. It's been floating around for six months. But yeah, we're going to talk about Disney Fox in a bit. But first, let's quickly talk about Under Armour. Uh, so Under Armour reported last week. Had some decent sales. Uh, still kind of struggling uh, to maintain a steady profit. They've been in this massive restructuring for the past year where they're trying to slim down on inventory that's not selling so well, um, kind of cut some costs here and there, SG&A. But they're getting some very nice growth, especially in their international segment. Uh, Asia and Europe performing very well, up around 35% YOY. Um, also seeing some solid footwear growth. I think it was around footwear revenue growth around 15% this quarter, which uh, I, I remember a few years ago, that was their big struggles. They couldn't make a, a good sports shoe. Uh, I know uh, the Curry shoes selling well. There's two other shoes that have slipped. I have my mind. the Currys. Yeah. Oh, h- how are they? They're good, man. What I like about it, my mom got them for me actually, and they don't have like a tongue. 
Like, you oh, know? Interesting. So it's like, it's great because I have terrible ankles, like, when it comes to balls. So they're nice high tops, and you just kind of slip your feet in through, like, a slit, and they tie really tight, and, like, yeah, great ankle support. So, obviously, Under Armour, like Nike and Adidas, they're heavily invested in, you know, getting pro athletes to uh, endorse their products, and that is an expensive kind of marketing strategy but one that's proven to work steph curry probably their biggest ambassador i know jordan spieth and golf is huge too there's probably a few other ones i'm not thinking of right now but you know i i actually think the company's starting to kind of come together a little bit um their accessory revenue growth is slowing down but that doesn't really matter it's more apparel footwear that you know the brand like that that they need to build up so i think um you know it's gonna be tough sledding ahead but you know i'm more of a nike fan honestly but i do think it does have a pretty strong brand and i do think it will continue to be decently successful moving forward and if they can get the shoe wear going and get some more athletes on there then yeah this guy you know it could be looking really good for under armor i i love the brand like i like yeah, I like, like personally, I there, love yeah. Nike shoes and like, it's hard for me to switch over and they're not, you know what? Like I don't see a lot of Under Armour stuff in like, I, I, when I go to Foot Locker and stuff like that, like I just got a new pair of Nikes, love them. I always love Nike shoes, but the brand of Under Armour, I think is super cool. I think they come from like a nice, like, I know that they, did they start like targeting football? Cause I know they used to have a lot of, yeah, they used to have ads, those like, over the top, uh, will you protect this house? <laughs> they were hilarious. Uh, Click clack. That's that was kind of my first introduction was this is some high end performance gear type thing, right? Yeah, which they're they're my favorite like apparel. Well, I, I like Nike better, but I, I think they still haven't penetrated a lot of different sport niches and and markets worldwide. So I think there's still a lot of upside there if they can mm-hmm. execute accordingly. Right. But I do like uh, I do like their look, their feel, their brand. Pretty sweet. I root for them. Yeah, uh, rooting for them too. So I think moving forward, it's going to be watching how the cost-cutting initiatives kind of pan out. And if that growth in apparel footwear and the international growth, if all that can continue, if North America can continue growing, it's growing very slowly now. Maybe that uptakes a bit. You know, it's a, it's freaking tough out there because you got to compete with Nike, which has had, what, 70, 60, 70 years of... Uh, in the, in the industry and Adidas as well, which is a powerhouse. And, you know, Under Armour is still a really new company. It's what, 15, 16 years old. And it's really yeah. only been popular for 10 years, maybe. Yeah, very impressive. And you know who else recently signed with Under Armour? Who's that? James Justice, starting power forward <laughs> for the LA Lakers in NBA 2K18. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a huge, that's a huge pull for them. Yeah, yo, rookie of the year, man. <laughs> Jimmy's video game character, by the way, uh, for everyone out there wondering what the heck he's talking about. But uh, yeah, that's one to keep an eye on going forward. It's a, it's a tough industry retail, man. You get razor thin margins, but we always talk about how powerful brand is. And I do think they have a pretty good brand. Right. Just so happens they're competing with probably the best brand, if not top three of all time. And that's the thing is once you're once in retail, like the the only way to, to sell is to be in front of the customer. Like you go to Foot Locker, like you, like 
You don't think like there's certain shoes up there from Nike that don't sell, but they take up space because they say, okay, well, I want this whole wall or else you're either not carrying Nike in your store and you're losing our brand or, you know, or or they're paying for it. But it's super, super hard because at the end of the day, a store is only so big. So for for Under Armour to put more shoes, they have to take out Adidas or they have to take out Nike. Right, so it's and like Nike a and Adidas, war. yeah, and they have way more wiggle room to be aggressive with their pricing in that because right. they're a much bigger company, they have way more cash, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's tough, but got to give them props for what they're doing. And uh, go check out their old commercials on YouTube. They're hilarious. They're so good. <laughs> All right, let's get to this mega acquisition, man. I'm pumped. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I haven't been following this too much until recently. Um but yeah, Disney's going to acquire um, Fox's film and TV studios for a whopping $71.3 billion. Um, so I believe Fox Sports, Fox News, a few other business lines will be spun off into a separate company or sold off. I'm not sure. But pretty much like a ton of movies and shows and, and, and uh like FX, um, The Simpsons, X Men, Fantastic Four, I think Deadpool. the first, star- yeah, Deadpool, the first, a, a bunch of uh, superhero stuff. I think the first Star Wars, like Lucasfilm's original movies, are now part of Disney's rights. Uh, Sky, which is European um, sports, uh, National Geographic. Ooh, yeah. So a, a ton of assets for seventy-one billion. So. The first offer, I believe, was for $52 billion. And then Comcast, which is the parent company for NBC and Universal and all that, they, they came back with a $65 billion cash offer. Disney upped it to $71.3 billion. $35 bill with cash, I believe, and the rest in stock. Uh, had to go into some antitrust, um, but it got passed. Shareholders voted. Boom, it's done. So I think it's a great, it's a big acquisition, but Fox is a great company, very profitable. This is great for Disney's new streaming service. Um, I mean, the, the amount of content they could add to it just with the FX shows and stuff like that. I mean, It's Always Sunny, uh, The League, those are two that come to mind. There's a bunch of others I'm probably forgetting. Um, Family Guy, all that. Simpsons. I mean, yeah, so, 30, so. Starting their 30th year. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that's a big um, asset them because they want to build out their own streaming service to rival netflix um yeah i'm, I'm pretty obviously it's a horizontal merger like it's there's i don't see that there's going to be that much uh consolidating really needed here uh it should just kind of be smooth business sailing i could be wrong with that but i think now disney's just uh i mean it's gonna be a entertainment powerhouse going forward yeah well i got i got a few we got a few stats for you, a little information alert, Jimbo's stats of the day. So I got right here the top 10 grossing films of 2017. Okay, So in order, Star Wars, Beauty and the Beast, Fate of the Furious, Despicable Me 3, Jumanji with The Rock, Jack Black, and Kevin Hart, Spider-Man, Wolf Warrior, Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor, and Wonder Woman. So out of those, there's four of them are superhero movies, seven of them are action. And so, I know in 2018, the Avengers movie is top five already. It's killing it. Right. So there's 
Yeah, four superhero movies. Seven of those movies are action movies. So people are going to the movies to see action. Like if they're like a lot of the good movies that are coming out, you can just watch those at home and it's the same stuff. If you want like like the best movie I saw ever in theaters was Pacific Rim. It was a horrible movie, but it was action packed and IMAX. Then like Jumanji, like okay, The Rock, Jack Black, Kevin Hart makes sense. You got a Disney movie in there, or like you know Beauty and the Beast. And then, like, a father-son movie. But there's no, like, Titanic style or general, like, good movies there. So you can see the trend. And it's all Star Wars. And they're going to build on that, like, Marvel Cinematic Universe. So they're going to include the X-Men. Eat it up. Yeah. And they're going to add the – into that kind of big universe that they've been doing. They're going to add the X-Men. They're going to add the Fantastic Four. Deadpool, which is amazing. Like, I love Ryan Reynolds. So, like – they're going to be able to add all those. They're going to like, I, I, I feel like they obviously they understand the trend that is these action movies and they're, they're getting a strong hold of all the superheroes. They're going to dominate with that. Um, so, and they have, and out of all those 10 movies, they have four of them, star Wars, beauty and the beast guardians of the galaxy and Thor. Um, so they're, they're definitely smoking the competition in that regards in terms of top 10 grossing. So very yeah. interesting. Excited to see some, some cool new superhero movies. I can't wait to see what their streaming service looks like. I really hope for their sake they get it right because there's no excuse for them not to. They have everything. Yeah, exactly. Which which could mean they might get it wrong and just exactly. make it super expensive. You got all the puzzle pieces. Now you got to put it together. Yeah. But I'm, I'm pumped to see what that's going to look like. Hopefully they have some one month free so I could scope it out, compare it with the Netflix. And I'm wondering if Netflix is going to be losing some marquee shows i think we've already kind of seen that because they do have a decent amount of disney animated stuff on it now and they also have family guy i know for sure um i'm sure more shows like that that might be leaving netflix right it's true well i guess that's why they're kind of really focusing on on originals i just watched a new netflix original uh final space which was so freaking good yeah i I was recommended that too right yeah super good like a uh, kid futurama type show but i I gotta watch that it's 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 got they kind of play to like the anime like child in me but it's like for adults (laughs) like it's like a like it's like a for our age type of type of people i'm 27 by the way for those of you don't know um so i guess talking about superheroes i guess we can wind wind the show down with some chill little banter Who's your favorite like superhero movie character? Like of the movies or like, you know, who's your who's your favorite character? Not because of their powers, just like who's your favorite character? Probably say have to say Batman. Um it, one, he's a billionaire. Two <laughs> two, he's handsome. Uh he's got nice girlfriends. Um, Katie Holmes. But I kinda like Batman because he, he doesn't have like super strength as Superman has or, you know, a sweet suit like iron man or can grow big and green like the hulk he's just kind of a guy who wants to do some good and protect gotham you know and uh yeah i don't know i'm a big fan of those movies so i'll say batman nice i i'm i don't know if it's because i kind of have a little crush on him or (laughs) what but i love ryan reynolds's deadpool (laughs) he's so good yeah and I, I've always loved Wolverine. I think he's super badass. Ah, well, Wolverine's the man. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. What about uh, superpower? If you had to pick one superpower, what would you pick? Okay, so I kind of like, I, I already have like one like mega superpower, but I feel like one sweet, subtle superpower that I find is goes super underrated. Imagine you had the superpower of being able to just like sleep on command 
<laughs> like you know, like you would never have to like go That's to bed. The lamest superpower. No, no, but, no, 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 no. but like just like imagine, just like think of it as a side note. Because my personal superpower is different. Like what I could actually have. But imagine you'd be able to just like let's say you get on a bus, you could just sleep for like you say like okay, wake me up when the bus comes, or like obviously you wake up if there's danger, you know. But like you could just sleep like all the okay, yo, I'll be there in like five minutes. You could just sleep for five minutes, then you would never have to actually go to bed. You would be like super optimized, but. I yeah. digress. My I mean, do- dogs have that. That is pretty sweet, but they're not super optimized. <laughs> but anyways, I'm getting distracted. My number one superpower would be teleportation. Hundred percent. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I would definitely go with uh, telekinesis or mind control, Ooh. Uh, something in that nature. Uh, I thought about super strength or being able to fly, which would don't get me wrong, any superpower power would be sweet. But uh, I think telekinesis slash mind control would be badass. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah. By the way, I'm also seeing here they get Avatar. So I guess Fox made Avatar. Yeah, Avatar. Okay. Not the last Airbender, but the uh, the the not the, the, the highest Sha- grossing. F- not the M Night Shyamalan disaster. <laughs> um. By the way, I saw the other day that James Cameron is working on avatar two through like six or something there's like yeah or maybe five but there's a bunch of them planning to come out over the next 10 years wow this guy is just literally living in avatar land and it was a cool movie ton of drugs what it was a cool movie yeah i I just i love the i love the like the 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 animation was like the sickest part yeah how many of them i don't know if i would go see like six of them but uh, hey Highest grossing film of all time. It's just James Cameron. He's he's pretty good. I'm sure uh, I'm sure he's doing some great stuff working on it. But I don't know, man. Come back with another Arnold Terminator. <laughs> yeah, pretty pumped to see the Disney streaming service, as I said before. How's that drink, buddy? Oh, you know what? I was about to say it's super disappointing. You know when you're like... Like, I really like this drink. I drank it, like, in the first, like, 15 minutes. But then... You think you're like, oh, I still have some drink left, but it's just ice that melted. There's no tequila left. Oh, yeah. I've been there, been down that road many times. And you're just <laughs> drinking it, sucking the ice. Yeah, that's good. All right. That was a solid episode. Pretty quick one, I think. Uh, my timer's gone. But yeah, some big mergers this week. Another busy earnings week. Some uh, Apple reporting, Tesla reporting. So I'm sure we'll have lots of headlines to talk to you guys about next week. As always, thanks for joining us. Uh, we appreciate all feedback. And I'll send it to Jimmy for the final sign-off. Oh, yeah. Lots of mergers. I'm going to go merge my belly with some food. Enjoy my little (laughs) soiree and hit the rest of the week. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And uh, as always, thanks for tuning in. Let us know if you got any feedback, questions, or want to learn some stuff. And if not, we'll check you later. See you guys.